Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Girl, Girl Games, Games Podcast. Podcast. I'm Amber P, NPC bikini competitor on my road to pro. And I'm Alexis Adams, IFBB wellness pro on my road to the O. In our podcast, we share everything. From the good, the bad, do's and don'ts. With the hopes of helping anyone who may be new to the sport. Get get ready ready for for some some serious serious girl girl games. What is up and welcome back to the Girl Games Podcast. I'm Amber P. I'm Alexis Adams. <laughs> Sorry, did it again. <laughs> Caught you mid you. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to season three. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about Are You Coachable? But first, we'll do a quick little update check-in. Alexis is post-show from her pro debut from Tampa. How you feeling? What's going on? I feel good. Um... I've been hungry, but not as like vicious as I expected it to be. Now that might change this week, but my food's slowly going up. My cardio is slowly going down. So overall it's good. Um, and I'm executing it the best that I have compared to the past. Um, so the goal is to keep it tight and ideally my next prep will not be quite as long so that my show season can be longer than it was mm-hmm. so that's the thought process um and then we've been so the schedule doesn't come out for 2023 for a while mm-hmm. uh, i think the official one comes out like beginning of december but in general shows tend to happen around the same time period every year so we've been eyeballing some like optional shows and then we'll really nail it down once the official schedule comes out yeah and and let me know when you like kind of get an idea of what you think so that way I can put it on my schedule as well that's a good plan good good plan strategy is key you guys and I finally have reached a point where I'm not ravenous anymore so that's exciting because it was a little bit of a struggle with that but um not ravenous body is functioning at an all-time high. I had noticed like the past two weeks, my body has just been extremely sore. And when I went back to the chiropractor for my second assessment, that my doctor was very shocked because my assessment from May versus now, she said, looks like a totally different person that my muscles are finally firing up hundred percent. So I'm guessing that's probably why I'm feeling as sore as I have been because now my muscles are finally firing, which is exciting because now that lets me know, okay, we can grow. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm super, super sore, but I'm just kind of like, this is good. Like I've never felt like this before. So in order to get to a new place, sometimes you got to do things and feel things you've never felt before. So I'm excited about that. And we're still clanging and banging, keeping it moving. Show Day Beauty is, this is like the busy, busy season. Like the next five weeks I have shows but I know after that, it just kind of like drops down significantly. So we're just going to ride the wave. Mm-hmm. That's and then I talked about that um, just last night because posing is like booked. Yep. Um, which is a good problem to have because I also know now, guys, I don't recommend this, don't but I start slack in November, December. Mm-hmm. You don't have show dates coming up till March. So 
you start slacking, whether it's financially or like you're trying to chill because of the holidays, you still need to post. But I know it's going to slow down. Oh, yeah. That's just that's just how it goes. But something to keep in mind, especially like if you are thinking about or, you know, you're going to be competing in March, that means your prep is probably starting in October. So therefore, mm-hmm. you you still got to keep it together, keep it on point still keep up with your posing because it's just one of those things y'all when you don't do it you will lose it and you work so hard to make progress in your posing so just keep at it don't quit do not quit all right so we're going to move right on into our topic for today are you coachable yes there are some coaches out there that just simply aren't good but then there are also some athletes out there that just have unrealistic expectations. And it's not that their coach isn't good. They're just simply not executing and doing exactly what it is they're supposed to do. Like you have to keep in mind that your coach is a human. Okay. You are not your coach's only athlete. So yes, of course, it's always good to ask questions. You know what I mean? It's one thing if you're asking questions about form or, you know, something like that. But when it's something that you can figure out yourself. Like I guarantee your coach really doesn't care what time you train just as long as you get it done. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Like little things like that. It's like, you kind of have to think because if you're sending your coach ridiculous questions and just think if maybe all 20 or however many of their athletes are doing the same thing, that is going to get frustrating to your coach. Yes. Um, now said your coach doesn't care when you train that made me think some coaches have very specific parts of their plan that are unique and maybe many other coaches don't do it that way yeah but if that's how your coach has your plan written that is what you need to do that yeah. is you coachable <laughs> if for some reason you completely disagree with their theology yeah. that is not the coach for you and you need to find a new coach but don't be picking and choosing what parts of the plan that you're following and what works for you um because ultimately your that coach has something in place for a reason they have a reason of why they do xyz whether it makes sense on paper or it just makes sense because of their experience. Right. Both things are right. But if you don't agree with it, you need to be open communication with them. And yeah. if you stick with it, you need to find somebody else. But don't yes. pick those and then things don't work out. And then you blame your coach. Because mm-hmm. if you weren't following the plan to the T, it's your fault. It's not theirs. Exactly. Yes, yes. That's very key too. Like again, every coach is different. So this isn't going to be just like a matter of fact or a blanket statement. But if your coach is just like, just do what you got to do, just get it in because it does happen where some people's schedules, it just kind of falls to just get it in when you can. But if your coach is specifically saying do fasted cardio in the morning, then you need to do fasted cardio in the morning. Just do what your coach says. And then also something else that you need to be mindful of It's just a matter of respect. Like this is something that I have dealt with in the past with clients when I was working in a salon. I understand that some people are just texting you when they think about it. However, texting me at 10 o'clock 
about your hair color inappropriate. <laughs> Just like, like have a brain guys. Don't be texting your coach past a certain hour. If it is not a matter of urgency, something that would be urgent. Hey, I'm sick. I'm going to the emergency room. Your, your coach might want to know that, you know what I mean? But like texting your coach at 10 PM saying, Oh, I'm constipated. Like, come on, <laughs> don't, don't do that. And if you feel like you can send an email rather than a text also. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've done that. Say, like you guys know my schedule is crazy. Nelson also knows my schedule is crazy. And we do week by week based off of my work schedule and all of that. I don't train hamstrings every Monday because if I'm working on Monday, I'm not training. Mm-hmm. But um, there have been instances where the hospital's in a pinch and they message me and they're like, hey, can you come in? Mm-hmm. If it's o'clock in the morning, I'm not going to text Nelson and be like, hey, I'm switching hamstrings on Monday for hamstrings on Tuesday. Right. <laughs> send an email. I'll send an email and be like, hey, I'm going to send check-ins on this day instead because it's off season and it's 24 hours. It's not going to make a huge difference. And mm-hmm. I'm going to do XYZ. Let me know if this makes sense or if you have a better suggestion. Yes. You know? So like, it's fine, especially I understand okay, it's on my mind right now. If I don't send it, I'm going to forget and right. then it's into a pickle. Mm-hmm. Make an email. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, th- and that's the other thing too. You have to decipher when, should I text this or should this just be an email? You know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. Like t- t- send your client, not your client, send your coach an email. But if it's something that's like urgent, especially if you're getting close down to the wire show it's peak week and something happens, that's when you need to be texting your coach. Uh-huh. Peak week, when you're like two, three weeks out, when you start getting there and if something happens, your coach needs to know immediately. Uh-huh. Um, now this seems obvious, but a lot of people don't know what this means. You have to be okay with being uncomfortable mm. mm-hmm. in the off season or in prep. Mm-hmm. It's not a sport about comfort. It's a sport about sitting into discomfort for the ultimate goal mm-hmm. for the level of improvement. And that is similar to any other aspect of life. It's just bodybuilding is a more physical discomfort mm-hmm. where it, as other aspects of life might be just more stress in your life for a certain amount of time or right. um, a crappier schedule. So you're not sleeping as much, but bodybuilding is more like constant hunger, constant soreness. Mm-hmm. Um, now, why you need open communication with your coach during all aspects of your bodybuilding career, just because you like, Let's say you're sending your check-in and you're telling your coach, I'm super sore, blah, blah, blah. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Hunger is crazy. That's you letting them know so that they know where you're at. But don't, if your coach is giving you breaks every time you say that, it's a bad coach. Yeah. Yeah. And don't expect them to give you a fix every time that there's discomfort. Mm -hmm. You letting them know is just keeping them on a track. Yeah. Some, the level of terrible will get so high. You do need a refeed or you do need a day of just rest, mm-hmm. but that's for them to assess and not for you to ask for. 
Right. And then every coach has a protocol as far as how they want you to check in. I know Nelson does. I know Jordan has it. There's a list of questions that I have to answer every single week when I check in, because that's going to help them assess to know how you're feeling. Like I'm to the point now where I just go ahead, put it in and go and not even thinking about it. And, you know, like if I am in prep, Jordan, she'll, she'll notice something. She's like, I noticed your past couple of check-ins, your sleep has been off. We need to make sure you're getting sleep. Or I noticed your past couple of check-ins, you were talking about bloat, what's going on with your digestion? What's your food looking like? Like little things like that, your coach will catch on. But at the same time, if you're hungry, this might sound really harsh. Get over it. <laughs> Get the hell over it. It's bodybuilding. It's prep. On the flip side of that, if you're in off season and you're full, guess what? Get the hell over it. You need the calories. You need to grow. It just is what it is. And I'm not trying to downplay your feelings or your emotions, but in the grand scheme of things, especially if you do have goals and you're looking to be a competitive athlete in this sport, a lot of stuff, you're just going to have to lean in, get over it and push through. Yes. And um, hunger in the off season is actually even better than being full. It means your metabolism is able to keep up with the food that you're putting into your body. It's partitioning. Mm -hmm appropriately. So while yes, you're in prep and you're like looking forward to off season because this hunger is going to be gone and blah, 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 maybe not the case. And if the hunger is still there, you deal with it. Yeah. That's just what it is. I could last time I competed was May. It is now we're filming this recording on August 15th. And I am just now to a point where I'm not hungry. It took that long for me not to be hungry. So some of these things you just have to understand it's part of the process. And like, I think one of the questions that kind of now, and I know people don't mean any harm, but I'm just kind of like, there's nothing you can do about it. Get over it is what are hacks for being hungry? There are none. You're just hungry, sis. Like (laughs) that's what it is, you know? (laughs) Like there are some things that can maybe curb it. The only way to really fix the hunger is to eat more food. Yeah. And we can't do that. And you can't do that. Now, if you start filling your diet with zero calorie things, Mm -hmm. there's no such thing as zero calorie things. Like your body has to break down and try to digest every single thing that you put into your mouth. Um, I know that there's like the tricks with like extra veggies that's going to bloat you and push your waistline out. Mm -hmm. Um, The artificial sweeteners are going to slow digestion, bloat you, push your waistline out. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially in prep, you want a tight waist. Like you want want the hunger, you want the shrinking and all of that. Um, Like one of my things that I'm working on this off season is to bring my waistline in more. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I asked Nelson how to do that, he was like, anything that bloats you is not worth it. That comes down to types of food that you're eating. Um, you guys saw my story that like the last two weeks of prep, I and I switched to like cream of rice. She's like, don't put oats back in. Keep the cream of rice. If cream of rice doesn't bloat you and oats does, you don't eat oats. Right. It's that simple. It is that simple. And then it's just like going back to the hunger thing. Like you have to know the difference. I remember like my first time ever prepping, I was kind of like, I'm hungry. And I'm like, okay, that's normal. But when I realized, okay, I need to address this with my coach was I noticed 
every time I started training, I started fading out. That was just kind of like, okay, that is something I need to tell my coach, because if I'm fading out midway during training, then I probably need to redo how I'm doing my pre and post workout meals, because those two things are very, very important. I don't care if you do meal plans, if you do macros, your pre and your post workout, those are queen a hundred percent. You don't want to screw around with those. Yeah. So especially for new competitors, that's a balancing act. You have to learn your body. Your coach has to learn your body. This is also why coach jumping is not a good idea. You're just, you're shooting in the dark if you do that. Um, So you have to keep your coach updated and then they will adjust things as needed, not as wanted. Yeah. And then like, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and then like, sometimes you have to really be rational because I feel some people do have unrealistic expectations when it comes to having a coach, like your coach is there to guide you. But if you're looking for someone to hold your hand through every little thing, it's just kind of like, for instance, your coach gives you a training program, right? It's your duty to hit the training program. If you have questions about form, whatever the case may be, yes, ask them. But there's going to come a point in time where the longer you're doing this, you're going to start learning your body and you're going to find out really quickly which exercises are going to work best for you and your body mechanics and aren't. That is not up to your coach to figure out. That is on you. You have to get in there. You have to do the work. You kind of have to fiddle around different foot placing, whatever the case may be. You have to figure that out for you. That is not your coach's duty. Yes. Um, Also, especially going into a prep, you need to be financially stable. Mm -hmm. Not only for life aspects like you don't want to go into debt for bodybuilding no also need to be able to stick to the plan and as the plan changes you need to be able to fund whatever those changes are Mm -hmm. if you don't have the funds then you can't say yes and then you're not following the plan and then you're detrimental to yourself absolutely and i mean again You have to plan out all of these things ahead of time. Like Alexis and I, we are already brainstorming how we're going to be setting up our budgeting for next year, next season, you know, and you're probably thinking, wow, it's only August, but we both know that we have goals. We're trying to be competitive and that's going to require us to compete quite a bit. So I'm competing until I get my pro card. Alexis is probably going to be competing until she wins the show. We know what time it is. We know there's going to take money for that. And so therefore we have to figure out a budget. Yes. And like, I enjoy competing. So <laughs> let's say I go into my first show of 2023 and win. I also, I still don't intend for that to be my only show. Right. We plan to compete in a window so that I mm-hmm. can have to relax before going to the Olympia. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the goal. That's what we're doing next year. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't want to get on stage, get off stage. You guys know, I've said on here the last episode, a big reason I'd not, I didn't do Texas this past weekend. I'm not continuing is I can't afford it. Yeah. Plane tickets, especially right now are stupid expensive. <laughs> For this first season of doing pro shows, like, I want Nelson there. That's a plane ticket. I want my husband there. That's a plane ticket. Mm-hmm. We have someone to watch the dogs. 
you know, like yeah. you have to have cushion when you are out of town in a strange place. If something comes up, like, yeah, you know, um, you can't be going with $2 in your bank account and hope that it works out. It's not a yeah. good idea. That's not um, a good idea. So, and most of you guys, unless you like own a super successful business or something, you're living on some kind of a budget. Yeah. Um, and like Amber and I have normal jobs where we can, <laughs> we make ends meet, we can live comfortably. Mm-hmm. But if we want to be going from town to town to town, we got, we got to make a plan. <laughs> got to make a plan. Got to make a plan. You <laughs> grand for the next couple shows. Uh, yeah, for sure. And like, even like, budget it down all the way to your gym membership. I think something else that a lot of people don't take into consideration either, their supplements. Regardless if you're utilizing PEDs or not, your supplements, your protein, like your vitamins, all that stuff, it adds up. So you need to make sure that you are budgeting for that as well. Because I know one time I I was using, what was it? It's from that, I can't even think of the brand, New Ethics. It was one of their products that I needed and I ran out of and it was a slow week in the salon and I was pissed off because I didn't have any extra cash to get it. Had I had planned accordingly and had it in the budget because I didn't budget any of my supplements. But now I know, hey, all your vitamins, your protein, your supplementation, budget that shit in because you need it. Non-negotiable. And like what I did last prep was I stockpiled stuff that I knew I would need. So Mm -hmm. like supplements that I knew I was going to need through prep. um, I bought when I knew prep was going to come soon. So like a month or so out so that I had them. So then when Nelson dropped them in the plan, it wasn't like, okay, I'll have it next week because I have to order wait. And I live in BFE and it takes 10 days for anything to get to (laughs) Right. <laughs> I planned ahead. Um, yeah. I use the VasoBurn um, goop that you put on to help yeah. like localize fat loss. Um, I ordered like five bottles of that to get me through prep. Mm-hmm. Um, so just making sure that you do things like that, whether it's you just have the money set aside and you order it when you need it or you order it ahead of time, however you need to do it um, that works for you, make sure that you have the funds, make sure you have the resources. And when your coach says, okay, do this, 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 you can make it happen. Same thing with make sure you budget your time also. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. That is something that I think we tend to overlook. Budgeting your time is going to be key. Of course, everybody's lifestyle is different. So you have to basically budget your timing in a way that works best for you and your lifestyle, because it's going to be very, very different. If you're a competitor, you're a mom and you have kids versus a competitor who's 20, fresh out of college and doesn't have kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like don't plan to be competing when you have three weddings that you have to attend Mm -hmm. and your niece's birthday party that you have to supply all these things for and plant like 
not a good idea. Um, yeah. Because like, I mean, let's face it. Like once you're like late twenties and thirties, you have responsibilities, you have more responsibilities, there's more family, there's just more things going on. So like you said, if you, there's going to be a bunch of weddings, or if you know, you're like a maid of honor and you're going to be having to plan a lot of party, like Alexis, <laughs> like, yes, like that cost money. So that's going to double your, all your finances immediately. Yeah. And I mean, that's not to say you can't do things in prep. You can't, but you don't want thing after thing after thing every single weekend. That's going to impede your rest. Like Mm -hmm. you can't have a completely full schedule and expect to perform at your best compared to if you had a completely full schedule, but you have one or two days off a week where it's a little bit slower and you can sleep in an extra hour that morning or like whatever it is. Um, you guys know that I like working 12 hour shifts, my, the way that my coach has my cardio set up, I do fasted cardio and then evening cardio in prep. That's how it's laid out. That's how I do it. I don't smush it all together in the evening because I don't want to get up early. I do it how it is, but that means I wake up at three o'clock in the morning in prep, get my cardio done because I also have to keep my morning routine or it will drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. So I wake up, have my coffee, chill on the couch with Oliver, do my cardio, pack my meals, make my breakfast because the rest of my meals all day are going to be cold and eaten in a room <laughs> and go about my day, come home, get on the bike, do my cardio, posing clients. If I have people close to show and in bed next morning, same thing, but my days off, I sleep in a little bit longer. I'll, I have a schedule for days off work and days on work, and that's what works for me. Um, so you have to figure out what works for you and make sure that you can situate that into a prep lifestyle. If it's not going to work, if you are hesitant and like, I don't think that I can perform to my best, push your show date out. The stage is always there. The only lull is like, the Olympia, which there's an amateur portion to that. Mm-hmm. It's December, what, 15th to 18th this year? Yes. And then I think January, February, there's not really any shows. And then shows start back up in March. Mm-hmm. And then all year long until December. <laughs> yeah. So the majority of the year, there are shows. You don't have to do the one that's in April. Mm-mm, not at all. And that's, I mean, again, your coach should be talking to you about that, but strategy is key. Like, I don't care if, you know, amateur pro, like if you're an amateur and you know, you want to achieve your pro card, buckle up, baby. Just like, that's the mindset. Like Jordan has already talked to me about our plan next season and we're going till we get it. You know, hopefully the goal, of course, to play it is to nail it the first time. But if not, I already know I need to be ready mentally and I need to be ready financially because that is happening. We just gonna have to keep pushing until it happens. Yes. Um, there's a difference between going in with only one mindset mm-hmm. and then what happens in reality. Right. You I want you to go in expecting yourself to win. Absolutely. Deal with the letdown later if it happens. Yep. Um, but also make sure that there are funds and time to deal with the letdown if it happens. Yeah. yeah. Don't get into a pinch and go in and come mm-hmm. out and like, shoot, I was, I put all my eggs into that basket. Yeah. The basket cracked and now I'm like, oh, stuck oh. in a hard spot. 
spot because now I can't keep going, even though my body would let me. I'm yeah. Scared. And that's, that's very frustrating. So when you're planning out your shows financially, look at the schedule and, you know, you want to try to make sure that you're competing within that same window, because like it is possible, but let's say you compete in March and then you're not competing again until April. That's going to be tricky. Can it be done? Yes. But it's always blessed, blessed. It's always best to try to plan everything within that little time frame. Yes. And there's also strategies to that. If you are trying to compete in March and April and May, that's mm-hmm. at least a 10 week time span of keeping or improving conditioning, even from the first show. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's exactly what we're working on right now is to keep we're adding body fat. Obviously we're trying to improve certain body areas, but we're trying to control it in a very systemized manner so that my, my prep to my first show does not need to be 20 weeks. Right. It can be 12, 14, shorten it a little bit so Mm -hmm. that I have the opportunity to keep competing without running my body into the ground. Correct. That's it. That is it. Um, that was all I have. You have anything else? I don't think so. So like as a recap, plan ahead, Mm -hmm. follow your coach's plan. Mm -hmm. If you completely disagree with it, you need another coach. Mm -hmm. Have to be in alignment. Yes. And be okay with discomfort. If you're not okay with discomfort, bodybuilding is not for you. And you should be a client who likes to enjoy the gym. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So that's going to wrap up our first episode of the new season. Of course, if there's ever anything you want us to talk about, please DM us on Instagram. You can hit Alexis up for posing. You can hit me up for stage glam and we will chat with you next week. Bye guys.